expectations. Hello and welcome back, fellas of Friends of Low Expectations. Uh, we are reporting live from a theme park. We just got off the roller coaster of emotions. Uh, I went from uh, rock bottom of scoring barely over 100 points to jubilation as my Braves won the World Series last night. So as you can kind of tell, uh, I think a theme park is kind of a fitting location for this week's podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just glad I have the fellows here with me to, to you know, uh, endure this ride. Uh, guys, great to be back. Uh, you all know who I am. I am your commish. It is Friday, my dudes. I'm joined by my one of my closest friends and co-hosts, Keith. I love that. I like, I like that, that one I better. Like the boring sound cool. effect. That's very nice. We have our, our distancing, main man. Distancing me from cocaine abuse is, is always helpful. We have our main man, Philly, on the ones and twos. And we have a special guest this week. A man of many names, a man of many faces, uh, Joe, team formerly known as Headcow. One more time. Oh, man, it just fits. It Sounds just like fits. a nice medium rare steak to be to me. You know, Joe, it's it's great to have you here. I wish you were here in better circumstances other than to defend your honor, but uh, I think we're, we're glad to have you here and... One of my favorite parts of the week is when, so when Joe sends me the weekly awards, I get to add all the pictures in. And so I get to go through and find all the very sad cow pictures that you guys get to see and enjoy on a weekly basis. So that if you ever wondered who's doing that, it's me. I'm finding all the sad cow pictures. I think he just has a secret hidden vault somewhere because how he keeps coming up with those pictures of just random sad cows is beyond me. I've just been looking at like random adjectives. Like Honestly, angry cow, befuddled cow. That's a new one I just did. <laughs> the, this, Sam never ceases to blow me away with just the random stuff he finds. And he'll send me, he'll be like, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm like, what, what even prompted you to look for that? <laughs> I have bone there. <laughs> just get going on a dark you know it's like a you get into like the youtube like wormhole where you just keep clicking and you get then once you go from one suggested video to another that's just kind of how i function as like my brain I works just, i would hate to see it i would hate to see like your youtube history because oh, like, i have adhd and my brain works in mysterious ways but i could just i can only imagine this the the trip going through your youtube like viewed history would be yeah i start at like wormholes and i end up in like demi lovato conspiracy theories it's it's a it's, it's a wild ride <laughs> i'm still gonna send it <laughs> that suggestion algorithm is really working for sam on youtube yo my algorithm is whack i was going through my news my news articles on on the apple or the google news i don't know one or the other but it was like one of them was like uh it was talking about like 10 things that Jason Sudeikis must have on him at all times. And then the next one was like, is Pete Davidson secretly married to uh, Kim Kardashian? And I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> what type of, what type of search algorithms am I using? But <laughs> is he though? Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, this is a, just a kind of a fun way to, to start this podcast. Uh, 
again, Joe, great to have you here. I know you've been dying to be on. Uh, you've we've got some some really ex not I don't know if exciting. Uh, some of them it's exciting for us, but uh, we have a, a brand new segment. Us, yeah. We have a brand new segment that you get to to kind of tee off for us and, and prototype and we're going to see if that works and so we've got yeah it's going to be it's going to be a really great i think a really great show and i'm excited for all the the contests that we get contact oh, i don't even know what the hell i'm saying content we get to get into so um and and let's give him some credit joe is four and four let's go oh in a parallel oh, in one of the infinite universes <laughs> if, if we can you know i was gonna i was gonna save this for later um when we introduced the segment but uh just so everyone knows joe promised us joe assured us when he accepted the invite onto the show that he was going to be four and four he's going to pay for that dearly tonight we have we have a very special segment i'm going to come up with a fun name by the time we get there but it's going to be a very fun name for the segment but um that that kind of kicks us off into what we've got for this first for our first segment. It's it's everyone's favorite. It's uh we we haven't missed one yet. We're we have a winning record now, I believe. Right, Keith? Maybe we are. We're sitting at three and two. We're going to four and two. I was gonna say, you know, for all this exciting content we have this week, there's only one way to start it off. You know, so we gotta we gotta maintain our championship form here, and. Uh, Let's get into it with the two-minute drill. What do you say, fellas? All right. Get the get the the, the timer set up. Philly. I, I got the timer. You guys let me you guys let me know. Are you ready to go? Let's get it. Awesome. All right. I'm gonna start this off in three, two, one. Bad Mother Tucker versus Ride the Bus. One of the more anticipated matchups of the week. Ride the Bus extends his win streak to eight as the Eagles defense and Najee Harris deliver great performances. The skid continues for Bad Mother Tucker, who's now lost three in a row following a monster scoring outburst in week five. The season doesn't get any easier as King Henry is expected to miss most of the rest of the year. Uh, RTB edges out BMT 128-106. Shark in the Water versus Zidane, please. Zidane, please, has a chance to make this an interesting one on Monday Night Football if keeper pick Patrick Mahomes could have returned to form against a less-than-stellar Giants defense. However, Mahomes' modest 14 points wasn't enough to seal the upset. Shark in the Water pushes his win streak to three and gets the win over Zidane, please, 110-97. The Gooch is loose versus the Fighting House Plants. This one came down to the wire as the Fighting House plants needed a decent game from Darrell Williams on Monday Night Football to secure the win, which was far from a sure thing given how the Chiefs' recent struggles. Still, the Fighting House plants got just enough and extend their win streak um, over the Fighting House plants to get the win over the Gooch's loose, 127-118. Keith Chief versus formerly known as Head Cow. This one re never really felt close for the upset. Hopeful, formerly known as Head Cow, a weak performance from Aaron Rodgers on Thursday Night Football served as an omen of things to come, while Chief Keith's newly arranged trio of receivers popped off for an incredible 85 points. For good measure, the Chiefs added a great game by Daryl Henderson and solid performance from bye week streamer Joe Burrow. Keith Chief cruises past formerly known as Head Cow, 152-88. to Sorry, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. Rice to beat you versus Dalvin and Hobbs after getting back in the win column a week ago. Rice to beat you is unable to pull off the upset for an encore. The trade for Super Bowl Lenny yielded poor initial returns and a lackluster performance by Justin Herbert, along with a monster outing uh, 
uh, by Tyreek Hill on Monday Night Football for Dalvin and Hobbs sealed the deal. Dalvin and Hobbs completes the late comeback, 111-104. And boys, we move to an impressive 4-2 and two on the season, 158. Ugh, coming in there at the wire, but still uh, great, great performance. Um, yeah, the timer there. Oh no, he's chunking. He's chunking. Thank you, Philly. Let you know. I stopped my timer a little late. Mine reads one fifty nine. Am, am I still screwing up? Yeah. Uh, you're good. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Hey, you're oh. back. Hey, we're back. Oh no, he's not sporting. Wow. Okay, there he is. He's what? here. Oh no. Oh, oh. I don't know what's going on. You are moving at the speed of light right now. <laughs> you are the fastest man alive. I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> it's Barry Allen. <laughs> Am I back in yet? Yeah, you're, you're good. Here. You're, you're good. Here, you're here. Okay. Ooh. Jesus. God. Man, that was, I've been that having was, issues with my Zoom. I've been having was, issues with Zoom all night. So that was nerve wracking. But uh, so that <laughs> that gets us to our our next our next segment uh, on the show, which is our Groovy Tony Jadakiss guest peaker peaker picker of the week. Uh, we did get to introduce Joe. Uh, Joe, like I said, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, you provide a, a wealth of, of football knowledge, and uh, we're excited to be able to pick your brain a little bit on a less, uh, some of it looks a little less football-related, um, and, and really just, you know, get to ask you some interview questions that we've been uh, dying to ask you. Keith, I'm going to let you kick us off with, with our first question. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say it's great to have you on here, Joe. It really is. For as much shit as we talk about you, I enjoy your company. Um, I enjoy our chats. Uh, we don't we don't really talk individually much, but when we do, like it's it's very clear. Like you know sports, you know football, you know fantasy football. So, um, you know, as as Philly just really wanted to kick you while you were down last week, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to lift you up here. I also want to say before we get too far down this rabbit hole tonight, because there is an entire roast coming up, um, that I actually, I actually really do appreciate you. And uh, what I said last week about, you know, all your engagement in the chat and and with the weekly awards and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think you really kind of kicked off um, what this league has become. Like you kind of set the precedent with weekly awards um, into making this more than just a fantasy football league and more like a community. And a place where we can all come and I'm, I'm in I'm in the fantasy the low expectations fantasy league chat probably more than any other group chat I'm in um and so and I think I think a lot of that has to do with you so really are happy to have you here I'm gonna give you a lot of shit later but I actually <laughs> really do like you as an individual so he has so Phil is at plus one now so now he can <laughs> knock you down one once so it's gonna even out he's gonna give you some compliments right. I, was, I was gonna say it feels it feels like he's taking a page out of the coral playbook and like really just trying to lull you into a false sense of security really gonna team me up just in <laughs> had to get one of those in all right Joe well uh, anything anything could, you'd like to, I would say anything you would like to you know, we we've just given you this introduction. Anything that you want to address before we before we get going? You obviously you have your your own segment, but uh, like I said, anything you want to yeah say before just, we start? Just want to say I'm uh, happy to be here. It's an honor. Obviously, a long time long time listener. All four weeks. Uh, I don't really <laughs> know why, but I'm five weeks. I don't really know why, but I'm usually mm -hmm. the first one to listen to it. I've been, even though it's 
pretty much like a death sentence to me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, fourth, fourth guest pick or whatever, right in that meaty part of the curb, out of the front, out of the back. But things are just getting warmed up, and I'm uh, excited to get the show going. Uh, I don't have a lot of ground to stand on in terms of talking shit, but I can definitely, for once, defend myself to some degree. So, yeah. Let's get this going. No, man. Talk, talk, talk your shit, dude. This is this is what it's all about. Talk that you know, shit. When you're at your lowest, talk, talk more shit. There's one right. thing I've learned in life as a Hurricanes fan. You just keep talking shit. You talk your shit. Keep, keep, just keep going, man. See, and uh, the thing, I had something else that I was going to say, and now it has evaded me. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I was going to say that it is a little weird. So, like, you're gonna still going to be one of the once it, once it pops up in your your Spotify stream or whatever your Apple Podcast. It is a little weird um, because like hearing yourself on Spotify, it kind of throws you off a little bit. But you know, you're, like I said, it, it's always I enjoy listening listening back to our podcast just to see how we did past weeks and see how we sound. And oh my, you know what? We're I sound gonna... like a fucking moron every week. We yeah, got a, man. we got a, we got a Every two cat, week. we got a two cat cameo. Look at that! Hey, pussies galore! Whoop, whoop. Oh, hold on, I got, I got Bubba sitting over here. If you want to invite Bubba, we have a here. three cat cameo. Damn, where's my cat at? Three felines. Wow! Oh, look at that! <laughs> look at that! I have bone there. <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's keep it let's keep it rolling uh as much as we can sit here and talk and butter each other up um you know we have an agenda to stick to and you know we've got some some hard some hard-hitting questions we need to ask uh the return of walter Cronkeefe. um time to get these time to get these questions off so you know my first question is i, I believe it or not i feel like we've all been in your shoes like anyone who's played fantasy football for multiple seasons has had a bad team, right? They've, they've, they've suffered through some love, some, some tough years. And so I really do feel for you in that aspect. Cause like I've been there. Um, and even if we haven't had terrible years like yours in this league, um, we've been there. So what is, what is this season in low expectations been like for you? Yeah. I mean, how much time do we have here? Because I could go on for for a while. Um, you got 30 uh, seconds. Billy, we need the how much time you got. <laughs> I don't know if I can beat the two minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, just the, the frustrating part is, is, you know, when you look at my team, you don't really see much wrong with it, really. I mean, at least to the degree of relative of what my record says. Uh, you know, going down my, my roster, Rodgers is coming off an MVP season and really trying to make his own case for another MVP this year. I got three really solid running backs with a great core, well, solid core receivers. Um, and feature of Kittle and Schultz, at least for some time on my team. Uh, individually, my players are really solid. But for some reason, when this collection of players is put together, things just don't quite add, quite add up, really, for whatever reason. Uh, the one week I won, if you didn't notice, my team was the highest scoring team of the week. And other than that, my team is just uh, either goes out and shits the bed or we do really well. It just happens that the other team is just a little bit better. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's frustrating because putting my team out week to week, I feel confident, but it just doesn't quite add, quite add up for me. On a producer's note, I wanted to, for those of you at home that want to know, his roster is really 
really good. And if you're not a part of this league, and for some reason you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> uh, his roster, um, Aaron Rodgers will be his normal starter, was out with COVID. Uh, Damian Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, uh, Jared Cook, Corlton Sutton, um, you know, kicker defense, whatever. And then on a bench, uh, handcuffed Tony Pollard, Elijah Mitchell, Sterling Shepard, Jacoby Myers, and Rashad Bateman, along with George Kittle on IR. So it's a it's a pretty stacked roster top to bottom, but hopefully give a little bit of context there. Uh, and complete- I tried to drop Chris Carson because of injury. Complete, uh, complete transparency right now, fellas. Uh, there is a bug behind me, um, and if you hear me scream like a little girl, uh, it is because the bug has flown on me. Uh, Toothless is trying to, he's playing with the bug right now, so anything could happen, um, but I just want to be completely transparent because I'm eventually going to have to have Kara come out and remove the bug because uh, that is uh, not one of my, my things that I do. Um, <laughs> again, complete transparency. This is a moment of vulnerability. Uh, I, I appreciate the, the love and respect coming from the fellas. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's some I feel like there's some roasts in here. We gotta get we gotta get some jokes off on this. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah I, I, my mom definitely, my definitely, my mom definitely removed all bugs from my room up until I was like 22 years old. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's like I said, that's just kind of who I, mean, I am fundamentally. Yeah. fundamentally. Um, I'm really knock you there because I'm right there with you. So, obviously, one of the big things that, that you've been attributing to the league uh, has been your awards that you've been doing. And I think you've been doing that, what, two years now? Have we been – is this the third year of doing the awards? Did we start that year one? I think it was – no, we, it was last year, I believe. Last year. So, this is the second year of it. Um, obviously, been a big hit. Um, you've obviously had the opportunity to flex your creative muscles, and I, and I think you're pretty talented when it comes to your writing. And I, I, I've been enjoying reading, uh, obviously, getting to edit – um, edit what you've been writing. And one of the pieces uh, that I, my personal favorite editions is your Into the Weekly Awards is the Oof of the Week Award. And I think uh, you've had some, some obviously some fun ones that you've got to write about. Um, I just want to know, give me what, what your favorite Oof has been that you've been writing so for, written so far. I thought the, the John Gruden one was timely. I thought that one was pretty, I mean, it was timely, it, it hit, it, I mean, you had the, the comedic piece, but you also had the, the personal impact piece there. Um, but in, in terms of what the fellows have brought, what's been your, your favorite oof to write about, if you want to yeah. think back that far? Yeah, of course. I mean, first, I just want to uh, give a quick nod to our low expectations media uh, pilgrim, if you will, Austin, aka the godfather, I call him, <laughs> aka Cheese. Because uh, before he put out the inaugural power rankings last year, uh, I was actually thinking about doing a rewar- uh, like an aw- awards. Um, I thought it would be a fun addition, but didn't really know what the feedback would be like on it. So I didn't really commit to it. But since he was courageous enough to go ahead and jump in head first with it, with the power rankings, opening the door for the, re- for the rest of us, I was like, hey, might as well go ahead and do it, put it out there and see what happens. And, you know, this is what it's led up to. Now we have podcasts on all streaming platforms and kind of just a wild thing but uh for for my favorite do for the week i had to do a little bit of research um i, I was going back on a, on a few on two of them i to get my cat off my keyboard i was going off um back and forth on two of them and it was kind of hard to decide the the one that was kind of catching me happened this year and it had to be philly talking smack to Wiley 
<laughs> um, uh, trying to drop the, the Kenya bomb on him. Uh, that was last fucking week! Yeah. Try, try to drop it on him at like, you know, 2.30, whatever, when he just barely got the lead and goes out, talks smack to Wiley, and Wiley comes back and beat him, not only because of the timing of it all, but it allowed me to coin the phrase of the flying elbow all the way from Kenya, which I think is one of my best moments. But um, for my, probably one of my personal favorite oops, I had to go back to last year in week 12, which I gave out to Mo. Um, I have it here. Do you just want me to read out the yeah. whole thing? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So this one here, again, last year, week 12, I think it was one week before the last week of the regular season. Uh, oof of the week to Sam Darnold Fan Club for Sam Darnold Fan Club. Uh, it says, with little to no oofs this week, I decided to take out a personal ad and direct it directly at Sam Darnold Fan Club. That was Mo's team name at the time for multiple reasons. First and foremost, for the third time this season, Sam Darnold Fan Club did not replace an injured player on the roster. And secondly, with a win this week for Rising Phoenix, my team at the time, and a loss for Wuhan Bats, that was Sam's team name, and he was playing, though, uh, Rising Phoenix would have them secure the second spot in the playoffs in the East. However, due to a lack of adjustments by Sam Darnold Fan Club, they lost this week, a week they could have potentially won. Rodgers over Herbert, Singletary over Fournette, Koo over Carlson, and frankly, any receiver that wasn't actually playing over Jones. But eh, I'm good. This resulted in a win for the Bats in another week to determine the final spot in the East, which ultimately that came out to me losing out on a playoff spot by 8.4 on the whole season to President Company uh, Chief Keith here. Uh, but, suck it, Joe. <laughs> and I think that's really when things all started. But I digress. Uh, that was probably the my favorite oof of the, oof of the week because just, you know, it, it's Mo, Mo at, Mo at this peak and uh, really, really felt his oofness on a personal level. I honestly remember having that, that tiebreaker conversation with Kiefer and being like, dude, you just have to win by like eight points or so. It was like, you have to score. Just it was, it wasn't even that. It. It, was like, it was like, I just needed to win. Like to secure to secure the last playoff spot, I just needed to win by like like five points or something, and it would have given me it would have given me the the because we were tied record wise, right? It was we were both seven and six, something like that. And, and I think I needed to win by just like five, and then I think it might have actually been Chris Godwin who scored like a late touchdown and put me up by like eight total points. It was pizza, a wild pizza. Ride. It was a wild ride. That that's all I know. Um, it was awesome. It was do we awesome. want to ask this last one, or do we just want to get into the the meat and potatoes of the of the segment? I'll leave it up to you. We got we got we got some good stuff. Uh, we we are running a little bit behind on time, but I'll leave it to you. You know what? Let's just go into this the new segment that we've added. Um, it, it's called uh, the State of the Cow Address, and uh, obviously an homage to Joe's former team name. Um, and, and give Joe an opportunity to address the league and uh, kind of just share what's going through uh, the, the, the front office at the team formerly known at HeadCow. I, I just want to put out there before you get started, I'm really excited for this segment. I just I, I want to hear your unfiltered thoughts on your team, on the season. I'm kind of hoping you let loose and take some shots on, the, on, on league members. So... 
I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for the next segment, but I'm going to let this one ride. Yeah, this, this, the state of the cow, um, really, I just took this as a personal piece to uh, address what's going on with my team. Uh, we, we will, I'm sure we'll go back and forth, and I'll get at some other, some other guys later on. But this is kind of like my uh, Tim Tebow, the speech moment in 2008 when he lost to Ole Miss. Uh, I'm just going to put out an official statement. I got it all written down here about current state and what we see of of things going forward. So uh, to keep things simple, things are not well. And each week that passes, it just keeps getting worse. This whole season has been really unfortunate. Coming in before the season, I felt I really put in some work, mock drafts, doing research. I felt really good going into the season. (laughs) I'm trying to deal with my cat here at the same time. I felt really good going into the season. Uh, and even after the draft, I thought I had a pretty solid team. <laughs> Not a roster like Phillies per se, but especially with the expanded playoffs this year. <laughs> Hold on. I got to block y'all out while I'm doing this. Uh, let's see. I felt really good going into the season. And even after the draft, I thought I had a pretty solid team. Not a roster like Phillies per se, but especially with the expanded playoffs this year, I didn't think missing the playoffs would be an issue. Things started bad and just kept getting worse. At the start of the season, it really was players screwing me over, but after losing about three or four games, I felt I had to try and mix things up and take some chances with, whether it be with trades or starting lineups, I tried to logic my way into things, which ultimately led me to losing my feel, which is usually pretty good. These things happen to everyone every once in a while. It just seemed that it was all happening to me at once. I don't remember doing anything to disgrace anyone. In fact, I feel sometimes I go out of my way to help people, even if it may be to my own downfall, but someone or something somewhere took spite toward me and will not let up. Fortunately, I won't let up either. I don't care how bad things get for me or my team. As long as there's a game to be played, I will continue to try and win every single time. Fantasy football is a bitch, but she's gorgeous. So, yes, when the current state of the head cow is horrendous. But we're not giving up, and we're not giving in. Thank you. God bless. You can do it! That was beautiful. (laughs) I had to mute myself. I couldn't stop. He wasn't really saying anything overly funny. I was just like... It was just just the start of... Things aren't well. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing Joe, like I'm just picturing Joe, like the character from the music video in uh, in Eminem's Stand, like pouring his heart out into a sheet of paper. <laughs> Joe, he just got like teardrops rolling onto this paper. I'm a man. Oh my! I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. You know, that, that comes from a, a very honest place, though. And I, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know who you pissed off. Uh, it's probably Carl, but I don't know who you pissed off. Again, probably I'm pissed Carl. Out. Um, I, can't, I can confirm um, Carl has, uh, has put a hex on you with his voodoo doll. So um, he, he seems to believe that you have disparaged the voodoo king. So... Um, you know, as as you pointed out earlier, you think I'm paying for this now. Like, <laughs> I think you've been paying for it for about five or six weeks now. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, one that thing you really touched on is, is your roster and your draft. Your roster and your draft, um, like, it really is good. Like, when I was writing your segment last week, I was sitting down and I was looking at it. I'm like, 
if everyone's healthy, this is definitely a good team, which was like, like, who do I suggest that he trade? You're not going to trade Kittle because like when he comes back, um, you know, he's, he should be a top five tight end. Um, at the time, it's like, okay, you want to hold on to Chris Carson. He's a solid running back. And, you know, I was like looking at your roster. I'm like, you're not going to let go of, you know, Justin Jefferson. You're not going to let go of, you know, any of these other pieces. So I'm like, what is there really to do for, for Joe here? I'm like, really just wait. But um, no, I, I completely agree. Your, your draft strategy is definitely solid. Your roster looks solid. And it's just like, man, uh, you, you, you might want to consider apologizing to Carl and making amends or something. Just kiss and make up, dude. I don't know. I don't think I can bend the knee to Carl. His time is due because his, his dark magic is bound to run out sometime. I, I think I, th- I think we're all hopeful. I was going to say, I think probably that's a pretty, be pretty next popular opinion. Week. I'm probably going to go out and beat him just because. Well, you just jinxed and yourself now. Now you're going to lose by like 100. Probably, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to win every game out for the rest of the season anyway. So. Oh, can we make another wager on this one? <laughs> Have Joe on week 17. I think I said that each of the last weeks after I said my initial one. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all right, guys, I'm going to come in four and four. All right, three and five, totally manageable. <laughs> Two and six. <laughs> Two and six. We're going to be there, boys. And we're at one and seven. So Maybe a draw somewhere. Things are, you know, things, things could be worse. But uh, this leads us <coughs> to our next segment, which is what we were excited about. This, uh, this was... This was the wager that we had when we invited Joe uh, to participate in the podcast. It was if he was not four and four, we would get three minutes of uninterrupted roasting. Um, and we have prepared some notes and thoughts for this. So basically just like what we do every episode, but this time it's sanctioned and we say it to his face. Sanctioned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got the timer ready. So if you boys are ready to go, um, I'm going to be honest. I, I told you guys beforehand, um, wildly unprepared for this segment, but I'm just going to let the jokes fly off the top of the dome and see what happens. So, all right. I have, um, I have, I have you guys, mine prepared. You guys want to ping pong, and ping pong it back and forth and play off of one another. I think, I think we can make some magic happen here. All right. Like I said, right. I'm very ready. I'm all right. right. Hey, I'm going to set this timer. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll just we'll jump right in. Honestly, you I can think, do it. Right. I think Kiefer has the better of the. I think I love Kiefer, so I really I, I don't know Kiefer. If you want to start, or you want me to start, but I think yours is. I can I can start, on. but I like I'm I'm leading with my A game. It probably won't get any better than this. So. Oh yeah, no, it's that. I'll, it. I'll go ahead and start. I'll go ahead and start us off. So setting the timer here. Here we go. Setting the timer. Starting in three, two. All right, Joe. I'm going to be honest with you. You could put a cell phone in Helen Keller's hands and she could aimlessly push buttons and pick a better team than you. <laughs> uh, the, the one that I have is that I heard a rumor from my sources, Adam Schefter, that Aaron Rodgers contracted COVID just so he didn't have to play for you. <laughs> Joe, did you get your letter in the mail from PETA yet? <laughs> They're tired of you slaughtering innocent cows. You could probably make an entire team of all the players Joe has dropped to the waivers, and they'd probably beat him. <laughs> probably by a pretty wide margin, too. Jesus. 
I think I think we should change Oof of the Week to Joe of the Week because it's more fitting at this point. <laughs> Joe, if anyone, if I, I just I just find it incredible that you could be this bad at fantasy. If anyone on earth were as bad as you are at fantasy, like translating this to other to other professions, like just imagine like an airplane, a, a pilot was as bad as <laughs> flying as you are at fantasy. We'd have a lot of dead bodies. That, that if if being bad at fantasy football was a crime, you'd get a life sentence. Was it foreshadowing having your name as Thanos was a visionary? Because just like Thanos, your team has also died. Billy, I feel like there was a Henry Ruggs joke in there somewhere that we could have gotten off. Eh. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I put, whenever I get sad about how awful my team has been, I always remind myself that I could always be Joe, and that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying a lot, and you just lost Derrick Henry for basically the rest of the season. How much? How much time do I have? I've, I've, I've got, got a Henry Ruggs more. joke, but it's pretty bad. I don't. <laughs> yeah, just send it, Billy. Oh my god! <laughs> At least that poor girl doesn't have to see your fantasy football team anymore. Well, we've officially gone too far. Um, how much time do I have left? Because it... <laughs> about a minute. Oh shoot, we have a minute. Uh, my last one that I have before I go off the dome is. Uh, Joe, you are very bad at fantasy football. That is all. I don't know how we recover from that one. That's my best one. <laughs> that was the one I wrote first. Recovery time estimated 20 years to life. Oh, no. It's two years to 60 years in, the, in, in terms of Henry Ruggs. <laughs> my phone battery has a higher percentage than points you score. <laughs> That's a good one. I like the one about Cortland Sutton as like the Schrodinger's Schrodinger's wide receiver. If if Joe doesn't play him, he plays well. If Joe plays him, he doesn't play well. But that's like the case for all of Joe's team. So I, I literally every player he's ever had. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's time on our roasting session. I knew not preparing for this one would come back to bite me. I'm sorry. I delivered a lackluster performance. Just like Joe's roster. There we go. That one was off. That one was off. So if you want to fire back for that one, Joe, be my guest. All good. All good. But the only thing worse than our roast session, (laughs) George Kittle's knee. (laughs) Oh, George Kittle's. Okay, that was a lot. uh, That was a lot more PG than I was expecting. So. Well, I've already did a dead woman joke, so. Yep. yep, 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 I mean, you can't go much. Nope, we can't. Nope, there's no no coming back from that one. Oh, man. Billy, you better say some Hail Mary. This is why why I mark our our podcast as explicit each week. This right here. Listen, I said I didn't want to do it. I said I didn't want to do it. Right? If you say you don't want to do it, that means you want to do it. Yeah, that's true. The last thing that went from 159 to zero was Henry Ruggs' car. Oh, yikes! Oh my goodness! That's okay, many, you know what? Points Joe scored in his win, by the way. His one win. Do we, you know, we we gotta we gotta keep this thing moving now. Now we're just taking shots at Joe, and, that, and that's not really why we brought him here. So, Joe, I mean, uh, now we want to move into we want to move into the real reason we brought you here. Our groovy Tony, Jada Kiss, guest picker. Um, you've got some predictions for us. You've got some analysis for us. We want to hear your thoughts. And uh, if we're 
you know, it, we're going to get a little cheeky here because you write the awards. We're going to have you try to predict your own uh, predict your own awards and see if they come true. And let's see if you're colluding with yourself and end up rolling with your picks just uh, just to, just to say fuck it. So, what do you got for us for our predictions this week? What's our first What's our, our first matchup for this week? Is ride the bus versus Zidane, please? Uh, Carl versus Fred. Yeah, I mean, keep this one simple. Um, no reason to go against the grain. So I'm going to go ride the bus on this one. Uh, just oh! He just has a better team, better team with the better matchups this week. Uh, outright win, uh, probably a big one, probably uh, at least 15. Ride the bus. We hate to see it. I feel like 15 is a pretty conservative estimate. This one will probably be like 40 plus if I had to guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Talk to me a little bit about Park in the Water versus uh, our super producer, Mean Philly, Dalvin and Hobbs. Yeah, I went back and forth on this one a little bit because uh, Austin has really been kind of getting into gear over the past couple weeks. He's really, you know, two weeks ago, uh, something about that marriage magic, if you will. Two weeks ago, he was the team of the week. But um, I just looking at his roster. You know, especially those running backs, Singletary and Jacobs, I wouldn't rely too heavily on. Uh, obviously, Pittman and Cup always do for big games, but um, maybe Renfro catches a big game with uh, Rugs being out against that Giants defense. But kind of, kind of just like ride the bus. Got to roll with a better team, better roster. I'm gonna go. Philly gets the win by uh, eight points. I'm the best in the nation. Next up, we have Rice to Beat You versus the Loosest of Gooches. Yeah, this one as well. Kind of just two teams that have not really got into gear in terms of wins, but put out solid performances every once in a while. Um, Looking at these teams, um, right now, Rice to Beat You has Gaskin starting in the lineup. Everyone knows the thoughts on Gaskins, but I think Malcolm Brown is hurt, so maybe he gets the ball a little bit more, but Pop coming in questionable. A.J. Green's on the COVID list. Um, I'm going to go with Gooch is loose, just a little bit more solid with Debo, and especially now that Jerry Jude is back and he's got Dalton Schultz in there. So Gooch is loose by uh, 12. Okay. You, you like you like the Jaden Waddle play? I was say I don't know if I love that play with – Devonte Parker uh, being back in the mix. Uh, I mean, he's Jalen Waddle's gotten uh, past targets past three weeks, uh, 11, 8, and 13. Uh, he scored two touchdowns three weeks ago against Jacksonville. So going against Houston, not the best defense, not the worst defense, but I picked up Tua, so maybe Tua can throw the ball to him a couple times. So, uh I think Jalen Waddles found his place in that offense, and he'll probably get some more looks going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Geno's team looks like uh, come Sunday and who's available to play and who's not. I'm interested to see because D-Hop's questionable. Beasley's questionable. We said Green is on the COVID list. Yeah, so he's going to be out he's this on week. COVID. Kadarius Toney is questionable, but Sterling Shepard is most likely out. So, yeah. Um, Maybe Tony gets. Well, he's still got Devonte Adams on his bench too, so I mean that's gonna help yeah. as long as he's back and able to play. So 
that'll be interesting. Yeah, well, with no with no Aaron Rodgers, you know, if, if it is back, you know, what's that offense going to look like? They're Dude, probably going to run they the have, hell out of Aaron Jones and AJ Well, if they have the boat, if they play the boat, they, I heard they're bringing in Blake Bortles. That could <laughs> that could that could change everything. They're going to sign Bortles. The way the part in my the way the part of my take guys talk about Blake Bortles is just. He's a superhero in their world, and it's it's just it's just so pure. He's kind of he's kind of like like the modern like Smoke and Jay Cutler in my in my books, right? Like I, I see yeah. like Bortles and Jay Cutler and kind of in this the same the same universe. At least Cutler played though. Bortles is just watching film all day. Hey, Bortles. Hey, someone's got to be the boat. The boat, baby, <laughs> the best of all time. I just, I think it's bold of you to insinuate that Blake Bortles actually watches film. I mean, we know Jay Cutler didn't watch film. Well, he's watching films. He's watching films for sure. Yeah, he's watching movies. Game if you're insinuating he's watching game tape, I don't buy that for a second. I think that we're talking about a man who bought a Tesla so he would stop going to the gas station and buying dip. Is that true? That's who we're talking about. That's a, that's a, that's a fact. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh. Next up, we have uh, oh, Keith Chief versus Bad Mother Tucker. I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, right now, uh, I got to go with Keith Chief. You know, maybe if um, Derrick Henry was in, it'd be a different story, but playing Chase Edmond is against the 49ers and he's already coming in as questionable. I'm also worried about Josh Allen kind of getting out there doing uh, some good stuff early on, but then throwing back against that poor Jacksonville defense. Um, Hollywood Brown uh, hit and miss. Mike Williams is, don't know what's going on with him, but he's always due for a big game, but especially with uh, for Chief Keith, the addition of Amari Cooper, um, as long as he can get someone to fill in for James Robinson, if he doesn't play, even though it's against a tough Bills defense. Uh, Daryl Henderson has really come into his own. Lamar Jackson's always due for a big game. AJ, Brain, AJ Brown's playing the Rams without Derrick Henry, so that's a bit of a concern, but I'm still going to go uh, Keith Chief. I'm going to go by eight uh, points. I'll be honest, I'm definitely – I'm definitely worried about this one, especially because he has two players who, if my best player has a good game, they're inevitably going to be involved. So, you know, yeah, Hollywood Brown is is very boomer bust. Like sometimes he'll just forget how to catch a football for like games at a time. And other times like he's all Lamar Jackson looks at. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous because like you know Lamar has a 40 point game that likely means that Andrews and Brown are both going to have like 20 point games and so it's like yeah I don't know nervous nervous especially with the, the prospect of no James Robinson and bring in Tyler Boyd um, I I've always liked Tyler Boyd I'm mm-hmm. a big Tyler Boyd fan but um, there's a lot of a lot of weapons on that offense if he can get the looks he can get the catches. Um, he's really touchdown dependent. You, uh, you, you think what you want, uh, Chief. I know you're not going to play him over Kelsey, but for Evan Jordan, um, that's a different discussion. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a position with my roster, and I put this in my notes. I'm in a position with my roster where, 
you know, I could just have a little bit of luxury to go full homer here. And, you know, first NFL game, four targets, three catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, hey, I don't need another tight end. So let me just pick him up and see what happens. And if it pans out, great. If not, oh, well, I've still got the best tight end in the game. So, Mr. Burton, you have a massive erection. Brevin that was exactly know. my reaction when Brevin Jordan caught that touchdown. <laughs> I have no home there. He's no Kyle Pitts or anything like that, but teach their own. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and last but well, not we'll least, we'll see. We'll see. Last but not least, we have the formerly known as Head Cow versus the Fighting House Plants. Yeah, I mean, um, it's like whenever the game day brings in like a, a Georgia picker at a Georgia game or brings in whatever whatever team is playing and they bring in an alumni there. Um, I got to I, I gotta roll with the punches and I got to go with myself. Um, looking at this matchups, they're actually, this should actually could, could be an actual pretty good matchup this week. Right now, uh, Fern is scheduled at 127. I'm projected for 123. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I picked up Jared Cook. I like him against the Eagles defense. Um, as long as Sutton doesn't get shadowed by Diggs on that Cowboys defense. Justin Jefferson, the Vikings are going to go have to go back and forth with the uh, Ravens. Um, and, you know, I like myself always. So I'm going to go with myself. I'm going to go with a one-and-a-half point win. Well, we'll see how that actually turns out. Mm, that's a I'm going to offer just a quick correction here. The, uh, the the line moved to 125 for the Fighting House plan, so it's currently 123, 125. Mm. So projected a pretty even matchup. I think this uh, this could be a week to get back in the win column. I will throw it out there though. I was texting Carl earlier. He's he's betting against you. He's he seems to think your best chance at getting another win the rest of the year is week 12 against Fred. So. Who was the only team I? I want. I, I want to see. I want to see you pull off just the upset of the century next week, and just beat Carl, just cause. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think we're all rooting for you here. Like. Like. Like Auburn versus Alabama back in 2013. We all just wanted to see Alabama lose, and then Auburn just delivers a stone cold stunner with the field goal return. You can do it. Or more recently, uh, shout out Sam, Braves versus Astros. Everyone is going just against the Astros, right? So, yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. And now, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your your pride and joy, your baby in this league. Uh, let's let's get some awards predictions for for next week. Uh, what are you feeling? Give us give us give us your three picks, your top three locks um, for awards predictions next week. Yeah, so I'll start out. I'll just say I'm going to go off uh, game of the week. I'm going to go player of the week. And I'm going to go transaction of the week. Kind of like I just got done saying. I don't even have that on there. Kind of like I just got done saying, I'm going to go game of the week to uh, Head Cow, formerly known as Head Cow versus the Fighting Houseplants. Like you said, with that line moving to 125 to 123. Uh, we got some some potential for some good scores on our, both of our teams. Uh, probably be a little bit tamed relative to other high-scoring games, but 
I project a back and forth week. Um, I just, I just got done saying I'm going to win by one and a half points. So, you know, that one and a half point margin, uh, I'm going to go, go ahead and hit and hammer down lock and game of the week, head cow over the fighting house plants. Nice call. You heard it here first, fellas. Uh, put out a pull out a second mortgage and bet it all on formerly known as Head Cow versus Fighting House Plans Game of the Week. That sports oh. betting just opened that, up. That's actually terrible financial advice, so please do not listen to that. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go against the grain. Um, uh, keep it rolling here. Player of the Week. No, no reason not to say him, but I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Uh, he's just getting. Tons of targets week in and week out. Um, he's going against a Titans defense that just got absolutely carved up by Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman just scored two two touchdowns against that defense. Uh, Cup has gone over 100 receiving yards the past three games, and he's had five touchdowns the past three games. No reason for him to not uh, carve up that defense again with that high-power Rams offense. Keep it rolling. Lock in Cooper Cup for this week's Player of the Week. We, we like slightly off topic, but like looking at thinking about keepers for next year, like that has to be the guy that 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 she's keeps, right? Like, right? Like, I, I feel like I don't, I don't see any way that it couldn't be. Like, who, like, who else on that roster are you married to for next season? I, right? I like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't buy CMC right I'll, now if I if I really wanted I'll, to. Just, I'll offer, I'll offer my thought, go for it. Running backs are a premium. DeAndre Swift. Not bad. Yeah, that's the only well, one I would yeah, see. I that. mean, that, that's about the only other one that I would even remotely put in that. I'm not saying you do take team. him over Cooper Cup, but that's the argument on that team. That's the only is one. Between, yeah. between, between those two. They yeah. probably have to. Yeah. Yeah. We also have to consider we're going to have we're going to have a pretty solid running back draft this year in the NFL draft. I mean, you've got some pretty special guys that are going to be coming out. Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State. Um, Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, uh, potentially Bijan Robinson out of Texas. You're going to have a pretty deep running back class uh, who got, are going to be full of, full of guys who are just going to come back, come in and make an impact right yeah. away. You got Isaiah Spiller from AM, who's a monster. Brees Hall from Iowa State. Those are two, two yeah. like big time backs. Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. He's a stud too. Yeah, there's. There's some really good backs coming in from this draft. And, so and I, I, I feel like, I feel like if there's a year to bet on yourself, take a you know a surefire top five, top ten receiver. This might be it, and then you just try to build um, with rookie running backs. It paid off a lot for Carl, which was more so him being a homer, um, just because he was a Steelers running back than anything. But it really paid off. I mean, you got Najee Harris, who's what like the number three, four running back in in fantasy right now. So. Yeah, I mean, you, I like you you can build good you can build good running back rooms out of rookies. You just gotta you gotta be quick on the waivers when they pop, and you um, gotta get the right ones in the draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you first... just want to add additional numbers, I don't know what the actual figure is, but I know receivers over the age of twenty eight, there is usually a downtick. Uh, I doubt Cooper Cup falls into that category next year, but he's twenty eight right now. DeAndre Swift is twenty two. But I would need to see that Lions make some uh, real improvement on that offensive line to take DeAndre Swift over Cooper Cup with how that offense and how him and Matthew Stafford are playing together. 
I think that's fair. Take us, take us home, Joe. What's yeah. your, what's your last, your last award pick? Uh, that would just go to transaction of the week. One that I feel like I'm going to miss out on. Just to give an honorable mention, I'm going to go. Uh, I really like Rashad Bateman moving forward, especially long term. I think he could pay off because Lamar Jackson. He's been playing really well. And uh, even though his connection with Hollywood and Mark Andrews has been good, uh, he can always use that extra pass catcher. Rashad, Rashad Bateman is someone I liked a lot going into the season, but he got injured early. Now that he's able to get out there, run around, catch some balls, I expect the long term for him to pay off and uh, kind of make a place for himself. But if we're going to talk about this week, uh, I really, really want to and really expect to like Boston Scott. Eagles running back. He is going up. Let me find my figures here. Uh, uh, let's see. The the Eagles haven't run the ball a lot with Miles Sanders, which is interesting. Maybe it was just because they went against the Lions. But uh, if my numbers are right, uh, Boston Scott got 12 and Jordan Howard got 12 rushes. They both got two rushing touchdowns. Uh, but it is against the Lions, though, so it's kind of hard to say. But the Chargers' run defense has not been very well. The Chargers averaged 162 rushing yards before last week and allowed 141 against the Pats this uh, last previous week. So if the uh, Eagles want to win this week, I would expect them to have to run the ball, not to mention Boston Scott adds his own uh, abilities with the pass, pass catching. So I think they, they should. They should lean on Boston Scott. We'll see what that Eagles offense does, but uh, I'm going to lock in Boston Scott for your transaction of the week. It's a bold, it's a bold take, just because. I, de I definitely like that one. I, I put in claims for Scott and Jordan Howard. I figure um, they both had pretty solid outings. They're going up, like you said, against a pretty weak Chargers run defense. Um, I feel like they're going to try to control the ball on the ground. Jalen Hurts isn't an exceptional passer. So, you know, they're going to try to control um, the ball on the yeah. ground. I figure either one of those are probably pretty solid pickups. Yeah, again, we don't know if it was the Lions or not, but they, they, they ran the ball really well. Um, and it's crazy. Granted, this was all in garbage time, but Kenneth Gainwell out-touched both uh, Scott and, uh, and Howard. However, obviously, they, got out, they outperformed how he did in yards and touchdowns. But... He's another running back that's going to be in the mix in that backfield, which uh, the Eagles' backfield is just so unpredictable. Uh, it's just going to be a, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens against the Chargers this week. Um, sometimes hope, it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I hope the Eagles lean on their run game because we have an offensive line that's built for run for running the damn ball. So we'll see. Like I said, the the more that we can not rely on Jaden or Jalen's arm. To, to win us games is going to be huge. So, no, I think it's a, like I said, bold pick. I don't hate it. Um, I hope it, I hope it's the transaction of the week for the sake of uh, the Eagles. But, um, yeah, no, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, moving on, we have, uh, obviously, today is Wednesday. So, the waiver wire has already come and gone. So, we're not going to touch on waiver wire ads uh, and drops. Um Pretty much everyone that we had listed came to fruition. Um, and we're going to go straight into the Waffle Watch. In the morning, I'm making waffles. Because waffles are better than pancakes. He's a world 
famous waffle son that shows some respect. <laughs> you know, eventually we're gonna let Billy play that Sturgill Simpson waffle song, and uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna make his day. But uh, today is not that day, so sorry, Billy. <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and uh, keep it off with, with our with our waffle watch. And uh, Keith, take us away. Yeah, um, you know, I got I got to say I've taken I've taken no pride in my pick for Waffle House, but I'm at least. Um, I, I, at least this week, I get to look you in the eye as I do it. So, you know, now I feel like less of a, you know, coward hiding behind a microphone and, and keyboard. But, um, yeah, Joe, there's just really no other pick here for me. Um, Cup of Joe with your all-star. Uh, my pick, I think this is my third or fourth week in a row. Um, honestly, just it's, it's just a run of really, really bad luck, and it just keeps going. Um, you know, you pointed out in the chat, like, even if you set the perfect lineup, you ran into the high score this week in the league. Um, it just, it's just, it's just really, it's, it, you just really cannot script any worse luck. It's the complete opposite of what's happening right now with Carl, who's getting like everything going his way. Like, you know, we talked about last week, like he needed a streamer tight end. And of course the guy he picks up gets him like 30 yards and a touchdown. It's like that would only happen to Carl. Um, but yeah, just the total opposite of Carl. Just every move you make seems to just dig a deeper hole. Um, and yeah, sorry, Joe. I think you're on a collision course for uh, Waffle House, but I hear Mo has a really good relationship with a, uh, with a line cook in Indiana. So you, you may want to hit him up. And for mine, I've, I thought about doing some more uh, self-deprecation in this category, and I thought about it. I, uh, you know, went and had a smoke. I came back and I uh, had some some clarity. Um, and uh, for this week, I have Zidane. Please take me to Waffle House. Um, and I, I thought about, like I said, I thought about listing myself and decided to remove myself. Um, Fred's team continues to underperform and is unable to win close games. Uh, I, I think what makes this team a standout on the Waffle Watch from here uh, for the rest of the year is the overall roster composition. <clears throat> we have, obviously, the, the clear RB1 on this team is Austin Eckler, uh, but he's not going to be able to save, save this season by himself. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously not looking like Patrick Mahomes from last year. It's, it's hard to rely on him to put up consistent points on a weekly basis. Uh, the wide receivers and tight end situations are mediocre at best. Inconsistent play across the board and a real lack of depth on the bench. Um, with the trade deadline rapidly approaching, it's two weeks away, gentlemen. Um, Zidane, please, should probably take swift action and make some trades to salvage his season. So, um, yeah, I, I was looking at this, and I, I was just not in love with the what the the roster that Fred has going on, I, I think, I mean Khalil Herbert is not going to be RB one in Chicago forever until what's the names get backs. Marvin Jones is kind of meh. Devonte Parker, he's he's fine. He's gonna he's gonna put up numbers. Tight end situation is again Noah Fant is like fine. He he hasn't been he's had a few good weeks, but it's just. The whole running back situation, like the entire like roster composition, is just uh, like 
there's no reason that, like, if it comes down to Fred and Joe, I, I mean, which I think it potentially could, um, I, I definitely think that Fred is in trouble. I think it would also be a very different outlook if Patrick Mahomes were playing like Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. Right. Like even, even, even just that. And you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a win for, for Zidane please last week. Um, if you just get, you know, get, if Patrick Mahomes just gets his projection, you know, right. Right. Him playing really bad, leading the league in interceptions, very uncharacteristically bad um, O-line, O-line play and just offensive play as a whole, really, Tyree Kill's the only reliable weapon right now. Um, people are just really taking Jason Kel- or Travis Kelsey, excuse me, out of the game, much to my chagrin. So, yeah, no, it's just it's not great for Fred. And I think I like you have. I mean, thinking about roster composition and thinking about keepers for next year, like Austin Eckler's the guy that I would keep. I guess like I don't. Know oh, it has to be Austin Eckler, right? But do you like? Do you try and salvage your season and trade Austin Eckler for a run, like a decent running back and a wide receiver? You know, like where it's just it's hard. Like this team does not inspire confidence, right? So, um, and you look at his bench. His bench kind of it's not something fun to look at, really. I mean, Cream Hunt is. Good when he's healthy, but who knows what it'll be like when he comes back so on It's a calf. In, yeah, those calf injuries are so, like, it's hard to tell, you know. Like, he could be out. They said three to six weeks, but that six weeks could become six to eight, you know. It, yeah. Especially because he was, he was putting out those numbers with the high output he had and who knows what he'll have when he comes back from the injury. Right. Naheem Himes, not really reliable. He still has Alexander Madison on his bench. Javante Williams could take over the role in Denver, but Melvin Gordon is really holding out. Michael Gallup still on IR. Could be a good piece coming back, but we'll see. Terry McLaurin and then Noah Fant, like you said. So. It's Yeah, like I said, it does not inspire confidence. I mean, we're, we're on the flip side, right, for your roster. Like, any given week, you could probably be the high scorer in the league. This one, I would be, I would be shocked if he isn't the lowest score of the week league every week, right? So, um yeah, it's it's a tough one. It's it's very, like I said, uh, you know, was... something something I'm thinking about here. We were talking about keepers. I, I'm a bit of a more aggressive individual, and so in a keeper league, you know, do you just punt on this season, accept your Waffle House fate, and um, set yourself up for next year? Try to move Eckler for you know a first round pick, and kind of chance that you know whoever he trades to, their first round pick falls in the upper you know, middle to upper half of the upper half of the first round, you know, who knows? I don't know. Well, let's remember too, he came in, this is his first year. So he didn't get, even get a keeper last year. He had to pick off Brian's roster. Well, so. he, he kept, he kept, he kept well, uh, Patrick Mahomes from Brylo's roster. Yeah. But he didn't get to keep his own guy from his own roster. So yeah. how he plays that this year, it'll be interesting to see and yeah. how he goes about it. Yeah. It, I would say the only two that I would like, maybe keep i mean patrick mahomes just out of respect for for mahomes and what he's done and i mean obviously i mean if it's me eckler's the guy yeah. uh i don't i don't see anyone else on on this rock maybe scary terry but i again i don't love i don't love the washington football team so yeah man that's that's tough 
tough, tough, uh, tough sledding for uh, for Fred. Um, and this brings us we to are, our... We are running a little bit low on time here, so I wanted to either to suggest... Um, we've got we've got we've got a spicy mailbag this week, um, and we were all a little bit unprepared with our superlatives. So to I keep on time, I might, I might suggest jumping in, into the mailbag. I have I have one I have one superlative. I'm I'm ready to. I'm I got my superlative. superlative too, and I really want to fire it off. I can. Oh, all right, all right. Let's 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 hear these superlatives. I'll 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 defer my superlative to Joe this week because I want to hear this. Sam, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my superlative is is uh, most likely not to be a gentleman, and that goes to Mo. Mo is the type of guy not to buy a lady dinner before uh, uh, taking her back to his his cave. Uh, similarly to what he did by uh, sharking, uh, what's the guy's name? Jeremy Nichols, uh, McNichols from Tennessee. After after losing Derrick Henry, I feel like. The honorable thing would have just been to deferring him to me. Uh, so I feel like he did not buy me dinner before uh, taking me back to his lair. How would you like to suck my balls? So that goes to Mo. Most likely not to be a gentleman. And, and Joe, Joe is very excited about his, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for you, Joe. Yeah, let's see if I can get this done real quick. Mine is most likely to subtweet me and rub winning in my face. Uh Kiefer, do you know that I do have Twitter, even though I don't really use it that much, and that I do follow you? What? Did I subtweet you? What did I say? Well, Bleacher Report Gridiron puts out a tweet that says, let's, let's hear uh, something along the lines. Bleacher Report Gridiron puts out a tweet. They say, what do you need for your Monday night football win? Granted. Kiefer's already got his win, so this tweet does not pertain to him in any sort of way. <laughs> this guy goes out, quote tweets it, and says, I quote, already secured the W by a 40-point – let me rephrase. Already secured the W, but a 40-point game from Kelsey would give me a 100-point win. So not only are you fishing for this tweet that doesn't even reply to you because you already have the win, you need a point play by Kelsey – for a hundred point win, so you're just trying to sneak that in there. Sub okay, listen, listen. Most I'll, likely I'll to rubbing win a fin face goes to Tyler Keith. I'm pissed now. Right. <clears throat> I will accept that. You're right. That's my bad. Um, but so the 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 tweet is the tweet is Bleacher Report every week. They come out and they say, "What is your wild um, win scenario? Like, what's the crazy thing you need to get a win?" And so. In the spirit of like craziness, I was like, "Hey, a forty-point game from Kelsey, highly unlikely, but can I get it?" Even though you already so, got it, doesn't pertain to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, listen, Joe, my bad, dude. It's all good. <clears throat> it's 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 all facts, though. But... Peace and peace and love. Peace and love. You know, it's it's funny, and I've, I've held on to this for a while. I've held on to this for a while. I mostly just had to take it on the chin because Florida won, won that game. But do you remember before the Miami Florida game back in 2019? Um, I made a tweet about Jeff Thomas, um, uh, as as opposed to Kadarius Tony, and I said I'll go with the guy who's actually scored a college football yep. touchdown. 
And then on like the second or third drive of the game, Kadarius Tony scores. And within seconds, you went back and found the tweet from like two weeks before and like, so I don't want to hear shit about subtweeting on Twitter. You can kiss my ass. Too. I'm pissed now. And with that, I'm glad, glad, glad we made it through that. It gets us to uh, my favorite uh, sound bite. We've got some. We've got some really good ones this week. I think we've had some really creative the ones. The fellas, the fellas gave us some good ones. I just want to say shout out to the fellas um, for really just giving us some good topics each week, making it making it really tough for our our guest picker. So, you know, please keep them coming. I love the topics, and even if we don't pick yours, we read them all. And Sam and I and Philly, we all discuss like what our what our answers would be. So. Um, Groovy Tony, Jada Kiss, guest picker. Joe, you get to pick the topic this week. Uh, what are you feeling? Yeah, like you just said, there's a couple of really good ones. Um, I'm gonna go do we, before you. Before you go, yep. do you think it? Do you think we should at least do the fellows the honor of reading all the questions so that people know what type of questions we're getting on a weekly basis? We can do that. You want all me right. to read them up here? Yeah, just read them down. Yeah, let's see. I'll start bottom up. Uh, you'll see why. Austin put in, he said, if you had to hit a league member with your car going at least 20 miles per hour in order for all your favorite teams to win a championship, who are you hitting? Just go ahead and line everyone up because I'm going to knock all y'all out. <laughs> Gino says... I, I really love that question. It you only have to hit one, but Joe's hitting us all. I, for all my teams to win championships, let's get at it. <laughs> Gino says, kill, fuck, marry, the fellows edition. So you're going to pick three guys, kill, fuck, marry, out of the ten people in the league. Mo put in a really uh, timely question. He says, what is your stance on Christmas, Christmas music already being played in some areas and by some people? Additionally, what is your all-time Christmas banger? Mm. Um, I sent in a tweet, as did Samuel, or not a tweet. I sent in a question, as did Samuel. They're kind of similar. Mine is, who is one person in the league you would want to be stranded on a desert island with, whether it's for survival's sake or just to waste out time with? Sam said, what three members of the league would you want by your side during a zombie apocalypse? Really deep mailbag this week. I deleted I deleted two. Uh, I, I want to apologize to Carl. I deleted his question about Roth IRAs. Um, so, Carl, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> someday we'll talk about Roth IRAs. I just know as soon as we post this episode, Carl is immediately going to text me, um, and be like, he's going to fast forward to the end and he'll immediately text me and be like, what the fuck, bro? Give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Love the letter Kenny reference. All right. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your pick from the mailbag? Yeah, if we're going to roll into it, I'm going to do a combination, not a combination, but since mine and yours kind of go similar, similar, I'm going to pick yours, but I'm just going to drop it down to two people, just so okay. it's three, three people. What two members of the league would you want by your side during a zombie apocalypse? Am I going to start it off? Who's, uh, who, who's gonna, who, who do we want to start off? Um, we can start, in, we can, we can start in reverse super producer order, so that starts with Philly. 
you're and you're gonna fucking do that too um all right what three members of the league would i want but he, joe is dropping it to two I'm gonna... oh yeah, yeah what two what two um all right i'm gonna go with um i feel like i feel like we have an eagle scout right is someone an eagle scout i thought the exact same thing not that i know of Whatever I, I feel like we have an Eagle Scout and maybe not. Uh, okay, I'll go with. Oh shit! I'm gonna go with Austin. Yeah, that's a safe. That's a safe pick. I think he's the most um, physically fit of all of us. I was gonna say most dangerous, but yeah, that works too. Well, well, one. He's he's the most physically fit, and he's also the most likely to have like a knife in his sock or something. Like you know, he's the like, most likely that you're gonna like he's gonna have some kind of weapon on him at all times. He's definitely always strapped with a prison shank. I can like I can confirm that. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, anybody that drives a motorcycle, like that's like a zombie apocalypse guy. You know, like that's just that's the guy. I will I mean, have I mean, you know. I will have you know his motorcycle is currently broken, and he. Uh, so it has not been ridden in a while. So he might be a little. Yeah, but he still has 100% more motorcycles than everyone in the league has. We, <laughs> we all have the equal amount of functional motorcycles that he has, though. So, which is zero. We can go grab a okay. Nissan Titan off the lot and use that. Yeah, get a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Very Nissan fair. Titan, the rival truck of the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Um, with Austin, and then for the second piece, I'm actually going to go Joe. Oh. Uh, Joe seems to be somebody that that knows a lot. Um, obviously, very knowledgeable in fantasy football, but it seems to me like Joe's the kind of person that would know a lot about a lot of different topic areas. And I feel like if we had to like, you know, treat wounds or like find supplies, or he'd like randomly know that some medicine fixes some shit or you know, whatever. I feel like he, he would kind of know that shit. So um, the person that uh, I was initially going to say and then <laughs> talked myself out of it was Kiefer. Mm. I feel like Kiefer would make too many jokes and we'd start laughing and the zombies would find us yeah, and we'd fair. just be fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. See, that, that's actually a perfect segue into mine because he, here's my strategy. I'm going for number one, survivability. And number two, I'm going for like I, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be living with these folks for a long time. I need to be able to enjoy myself. But I'm gonna go cheese. Um, I'm gonna go Austin. I lived with Austin for two years. He's he's a hella zombie apocalypse guy. Like, yeah. I mean, he just he, he radiates those vibes. Um, he looks like he's he out definitely of knows his way around the gun. Um, he, I mean, he just he probably has like Pacific Northwest woodland survival skills. So I'm going to go Austin because uh, he increases our chances of actually surviving. And then I'm going to go Sam. Uh, entertainment value. And wanna, I want to be able to enjoy myself. These are the, the three dudes that we're going to be trying to crush uh, zombie puss with. So um, I got to entertain ourselves. <laughs> got to entertain ourselves. Got to have Hope a good you don't time. Get a fighter. And, and I just I feel like uh, I feel like Sam would add uh, the perfect amount of humor to the group that um, really just makes it an enjoyable experience, right? You're in a shithole of zombie apocalypse, so um, you know who says you can't have fun in a zombie apocalypse? 
Not us. We have. We're gonna have fun. Let it be known. <laughs> uh, I'll go next, and uh, I think. I think. Uh, yeah, Austin is obviously the. He's, if we're talking like draft picks and five star recruits, Austin is definitely a five star recruit because I remember. Uh, someone breaking into my car and Austin like in his underwear grabbing his Glock and like loading it and like running outside so like he he is primed and ready to go uh for for the zombie apocalypse I'm getting um, huge Daryl from the Walking Dead vibes yeah yeah Austin. yeah pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. hella hella Daryl not not Merle definitely Daryl <laughs> definitely Daryl um and then my second one I've I've been I've been tossing around two and I will explain both, and then I'll explain my pick. The first one I was thinking of was Fred, because uh, Fred is a fluent Spanish speaker. That can always come in handy in case we have to make our way to Mexico, you know? Uh, or if we come across uh, some, some native Spanish speakers. You should run across some Spanish-speaking zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that, or, you know, we come up with another zombie gang. and or Not zombie gang, but, like, another people who are surviving, and Fred is, you know... We might have some a translator there. The other person, I know Kiefer's been have he lived up in the Pacific Northwest for a while. He's been playing around with some guns, so I know he has some at least some, uh, uh, you know, some some usability there. But I also think I could outrun Kiefer in a very long distance run if I needed to. So he he if if worse comes to worse, and uh, we're we are we're out for it. You know, Kiefer Kiefer would be a good pick. But again, I think if we're talking about total cohesiveness and synergy. I think that Austin, uh, myself, and Kiefer, we have a pretty strong vibe, and I think that we could survive a very long time. But worst case scenario, uh, Austin and I could also survive a very long time. So I think uh, my, my final yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I mean, you know, referring to the Pacific Northwest woodlands, like the key to surviving a bear attack is just don't be the slowest. So yeah. You guys would definitely not be the slowest in this, you know, three-man trio here. I, I can't hit the logic. Facts are facts, my guy. Kiefer might beat me in the like the the first ten to fifteen feet, but once we hit once we hit after that, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right, Joe, take us home. Yeah. Um, first. Austin, you really would be my pick, but I just can't let you get a clean clean sweep of all four of us. So I'm gonna have to pass on you just to mix it up. Uh, I am going to go with uh, present company Tyler Keeper. Hmm. Kind of like the logic he used with Sam, a mixture of uh, peace of mind, you know, your zombie apocalypse. I'm sure there's probably sometimes when you're just kind of sitting, killing time, prepping stuff, he'd be a, a good comical addition. But when shit got on the line, I'm sure his decision-making ability would kick in and he'd really know, uh, make, be able to make some tough decisions and lead the right way. Um, and then I'm going to probably come out of left field with maybe some illogical reasoning, but I'm going to go with, uh, military company, uh, Anthony Fern, uh, Walker. Oof. Uh, if you think that man does well, anything other than install how, Wi-Fi how his, for airmen. How his <laughs> military skills were translate to the zombie apocalypse, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, he, he was out in Africa for a little bit. Maybe he picked up kind of like what uh, Philly was saying, some some sort of medical information, how to uh, how to make a brace, how to wrap a wound. Um, well, he definitely knows how to do that because he's dislocated his shoulder so many times. That is true. And uh, Sam Sam isn't physically rolling his eyes, but like you can just tell by his <laughs> demeanor, he's like 
Like, He's Joe, this, this strategy is worse than your fantasy football strategy. Well, I mean, it, I mean, worst case scenario, Anthony can dislocate his shoulder and use it as yeah. a mace. He's going to... Wouldn't be able to... We would need Sam as a tag-along to be able to get it back in because if it went out, we wouldn't be able to get it back in, but... I've watched I'm gonna bring Fern along with us, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna kill our time. We're gonna kill some zombies, and we're gonna make the best out of it. Well, and I would just like I'm to say, I'm honored that I was named by the fellas. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't Philly's pick, but he he gave me credit there, so I, it's a, it's an honor. It's an honor to be selected by by the fellas. Well, and and in fairness, I didn't pick you because we'd have too much fun together. Mm. So yeah. no, that's, that that's entirely true. And, and also I, I would I say, I gotta say, I'm a good pick, but I'm also a bad pick. I would definitely oh, sure. be the guy who like who like fucks around. Like, ah, uh, man, fair. This this is I'm you. A solid pick. I'm a solid pick. So I appreciate. I would like to say also for the record that I am not remotely upset at all, and I'm not gonna harbor any resentment that none of you motherfuckers picked me. So I'm good. Well, good because I'm not sorry. Yeah, I think we all know who the last person you would pick would be. Mo, Mo, Billy. You. <laughs> it's definitely I Mo. Think, I think. I think for this week, guys, I'm going to add this as a Q and A. Um, if you are listening on Spotify, let us know who you, which which two fellows from the league you would want to have um, with you during a zombie apocalypse. Uh, it should be like I said. You only can access it, I think, from the mobile, uh, from the mobile platform, but. Give us a give us a holler if not on the Q and A Q and A and Spotify. Drop it in the chat. Let us know. Uh, I think this is a fun discussion to, that we can continue. And, and if, if you're you one of the boys, Scout, yes. drop it in the chat too because exactly. I have the same thought. I think someone is. I could be wrong. Like if if I'm thinking about anyone in the league, it's, it's Carl. It's Carl. Yeah, he's the only <laughs> sure. one. Yeah, he's the For only sure. one. It's definitely not Austin because he was busy like fighting bears in the pacific northwest i know for a fact it's not anthony if anyone thinks that gino was a eagle scout they're a liar and i'm, I'm, I'm fairly just... certain bible was a was a eagle scout i, I was going to say i, I think, i'm like 99 sure it was carl yeah, i would say i know anyone, carl was carl. an rotc yeah. i know carl was an rotc and i'm like 99 sure we've talked about him being an eagle scout I'm I I, I'm, really I'm pretty sure Fievel was, and if Fievel was, I would I would probably bet money that Carl is too. Yeah. So, like I said, let us know who you would want to be your uh, your zombie apocalypse buddies, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys on that. Well, this has been I think this might be the most fun that I've had on a podcast so far. We've definitely gotten some good licks off. It's been a lot of a lot of fun content, and uh, <gasps> man. What a what a great episode! We might have we might have broken a a time record, but you know we're all having we're just having fun here. So I'm gonna get this. Guys, are you cool with me getting it up tonight? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and try and get it up tonight. Well, I mean, fellas, before so we wrap can, up, let's get it listened uh, so people can listen to it on their commute to the work tomorrow. Um, Joe. Yeah, pleasure. before we wrap up, I just want to say yeah, definitely had a lot of fun this week. Um, Joe, thank you for being a good sport, man. Like we 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 got some jokes off, but um, you know, I I, I don't know. I guess I, I maybe I expected you'd be a little upset, but um, you're a really good sport about it. A lot of fun. This is an entertaining show, recording. So um, thank you for being a part of it, man. Thank you so much for being my friends. I'm just happy I could be here. Um, I'm a man of my word, so. I put it out there. I was going to go four and four. Y'all helped me back with 
the, the punishment if I didn't, and I didn't, obviously. So I'm going to stand by it, let y'all rip into me. I think it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I think y'all have dropped some slick disses in the chats that have been a lot worse, but, you know, we, we move on. And um, hopefully I can be back again sometime soon because, yeah, I did have a lot of fun here. Um, and time really time really flew by. So, there's going to there's gonna be some opportunities for uh, for you to return in the future. So, like I said, keep uh, keep your ear to the ground. Keep your, your inbox open. Um, our people will be in touch with your people. Who knows? There might be keep some. Keep those expectations low. Keep those expectations low. The Low Expectations Media Network has lots of opportunities, and uh, you could be a part of those plans. So, like I said, uh, our people will be in touch. Remember, fellas. Keep your expectations low. Keep your fantasy scores lower if you're Tyler Kiefer. Uh, and let's have a great week. Fuck us. Ouch. <laughs>